Hi, I'm Will. And I'm Makai. And welcome to Silver Lining, the podcast where we search for the best or worst in things you hate or love. Welcome back to Silver Linings, episode two. The greatest podcast of all time. Yes. Thank you for all the views and listens since last week. All the views that we are sure we got. <laughs> we actually... Makai, isn't it amazing that 7 million people uh, streamed episode one? I know. I mean, I'm honestly, I couldn't believe it, but I'm still a little tired from being on Jimmy Fallon last night. That's yeah, how, that was great. Yeah, it was really I, great. I was actually, last night, I was on a phone call until like 3 a.m. with the lead editor for the New York Times because they're doing a cover story on us. But, you know, no big deal. It all comes with the fame and we have to endure it. Yeah. Yeah, know. exactly. Yeah. That's at least that's the advice I got from Timothy Chalamet. Uh, <laughs> good, old, good old Chalamet. <laughs> yeah. The Chalamander. Um <laughs> that's what i call him you know because we're on a we're on a nickname basis yeah. I, I he doesn't have one for me yet but i'm sure it's coming all right so our uh topic for today's episode is the office post michael scott oh, this is this is a this is a big a lot of people have a lot of opinions about these i don't know 40 45 episodes yeah. of the office two um, two seasons and four episodes yeah um i think and yeah. one big reason is if you are an office fan whether you were an office fan from the start you got into it when netflix first got it or you you're part of the recent wave now like no matter what michael leaving was a life adjustment for you it was not oh, just absolutely. a change on the TV show. Like you lost a part of your life for a little bit and it yeah. took a while to get used to. In my opinion, Michael Scott may be the greatest character in the history of television. Steve Carell plays him so well. I don't, did he ever win an Emmy for this show? Yes, I think so. Okay. I think he won one. Yeah. He was nominated because... multiple times. Yeah, but it was always either um, Jim Parsons for Big Bang Theory or Tony Shalhoub for Monk. Um, One of but, those and, is really great. <laughs> I hope that is you're all thinking I'm of the say. same one I'm thinking we, of. We are definitely thinking of the same one, but since all we right. try to be positive on this show, that is all I will say. <laughs> okay, good. All right, let's run through the episodes without michael we gotta talk about it something to talk about the tv show so yeah michael leaves um in an episode called goodbye michael uh appropriately named uh it is season seven episode 21 mm. one of the best send-off episodes i've ever seen they did it right one of the bright spots of the last three seasons i think as bittersweet as it was michael scott played by steve carell is he has met the love of his life finally holly flax and they're gonna move to boulder colorado yes. the the hot spot of colorado <laughs> boulder uh 
he has told people that he's leaving tomorrow, but he's leaving today. Basically, in this episode, he's going around saying, hey, goodbye, I love you guys. And there's this amazing scene. Jim goes into Michael's office, and they have this goodbye moment, and you can tell how real it is and that it's not Jim saying goodbye to Michael, it's John saying goodbye to Steve, and they're both tearing up, and it's sad, and I've watched that episode more times than I can count. And then Pam says goodbye to Michael, and it's sad, and Michael's gone. And he has a replacement. D'Angelo Vickers, played by Will Ferrell. Which, what's your what's your opinion on Will Ferrell as D'Angelo Vickers? I, I love Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. I think he's hilarious. I think he's a genius. I think it was necessary to have someone like Will Ferrell fill a temporary little void of Steve Carell while we recovered from losing Michael and prepared our hearts for a new boss. I love how D'Angelo was handled because I'm not sure if I would have liked to see the rest of the office with Will Ferrell as the replacement. I did love his time in the show though. I think, I think he does great at filling that void. Yeah. So I remember finding out that Will Ferrell was taking over, at least temporarily, and I was excited about it because I was really into Anchorman. Um, I was really into, and still am really into, Talladega Nights. And then I remember seeing the episodes, and I was like, this isn't Will Ferrell, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but he wasn't playing the type of character that he usually plays because D'Angelo Vickers is so unlikable. Yeah. You know? He's so unlikable with the whole inner circle thing and the sexism and all that stuff. The whole juggling sequence, though. (laughs) I love that. I think that's so funny. Uh, And it's implied. I'm pretty sure it's implied that he dies, you know, when the basketball goal comes down on him. I think, Uh, okay, later on they say... Later on, they say that he didn't die. His brain died. So we can <laughs> so, assume he's in a coma yeah. or something. Um, so, yeah, D'Angelo Vickers was not a likable character, but in a lot of ways, he was a necessary character. Yeah. I really, I really enjoy the episodes with D'Angelo. I, yeah, I think he's... They're good episodes. Yeah, they're good episodes. D'Angelo's... D'Angelo's hilarious in his own way, I think. It's just completely yeah. different humor than what has been on The Office. But I, I love the juggling sequence is obviously the best. When he comes in at the end telling the joke after like post brain damage. <laughs> he's like, Too man. You can actually see John Krasinski breaking character and laughing in the in that scene because it, yeah, but what else is new? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, he's the Jimmy Fallon of the Office. <laughs> that's so true. So, after Jan- D'Angelo Vickers leaves, we have this episode called Dwight K. Schrute acting manager so dwight basically we get to see 
something that fans had been asking for for years. And that was really how they decided to handle this whole Michael leaving thing for the last season while they made some decisions over the break. So they had Will Ferrell come on, they got rid of him, and from there they have three episodes. And the first episode of those three, they decided to put in charge the person that the most fans had said they would like to see in charge of the office, and that was Dwight Schrute. And so... This was essentially a fan service, which I know to a lot of you, fan service is a bad thing. But to me, that means a very good thing. And this was essentially I think fan service. Fan service was necessary in that. Situation. Yes. Yes. And it was this was a fan service moment where we get to see what the world or not the world, what what the office run by Dwight K. Schrute would look like. And it's exactly eventually what you would Eventually the world. Yes, eventually the world. Eventually the world in Dwight's mind. My my personal favorite is his his desk um, modeled after Saddam Hussein's desk in his bunker. Yeah. So Dwight has this gun on his desk. Dwight gets a holster for the gun, and he puts it on, and he's carrying it around the office, and... Inevitably, you know what's going to happen, and it does happen. The gun goes off and shoots a hole in the carpet. And that is the effective end of Dwight's reign as acting regional regional manager. Which I think, what what a great twist for Dwight's character arc. Because it, I, Dwight's character journey this whole time has been to become manager. And... With Michael out of the way, he f- and Jim turning down the position, he was finally there. And it at this point, we could have seen Dwight's character completely fulfilled. But I think adding the twist of him not being ready to be a manager yet, and still being a little immature and stuck in his own little world, I, th- I think that's genius for his character. Because... One of my favorite elements of post-Michael Office is what they do with Dwight's character. Yeah, I love that basically what they do is they take Dwight and put him in the highest point of his life. You know, right now, there's no better he can feel in his life. And then in one episode, they take him and knock him down to the lowest point. And that's great. I love I love that. And it really develops his character well. So Dwight is not the manager anymore. So they need a manager. And what do they do? They form a search committee. Part one and two. They form a search committee. Yeah. Search committee is Jim. I think it's Andy and Gabe. No, because doesn't Andy want to be manager That's right. Too? I'm sorry. You're right. It's Toby and Gabe. And then later yes, on. Because, yeah. <laughs> because we have Gabe's incredible line, shut, shut up, up about, about the, the sun. sun. <laughs> <laughs> While we're on the topic of Gabe, Gabe is one of my favorite minor characters in the history of the show. <laughs> I love Gabe so much. It's so funny. I love I love actors that there are some actors that play unlikable characters that still are not comfortable with just being weird, gross, unlikable characters. But 
Gabe is just so, he's just so comfortable with being so weird and so just yeah. not anyone you'd even remotely want to be around. When he, in this was an earlier episode, but when he pulls out that keyboard and he's like, I don't play music, I, I create soundscapes. Imagine a moment of a song expanded into Stretched. a Stretched. <laughs> His, oh, I love this game. one is called Earthrise Over the Moon. <laughs> uh speaking of soundscapes, Makai, I I hear that you have taken after Gabe's lead and created one of your own. I have. And I'm very excited to share you with you all um my first expanded moment of a single song. Um this one is called this one is called Starshine of the Sun. Starshine of the Sun. Yeah. Here we go. I I'm in literal tears. <laughs> Makai, that was beautiful. <laughs> I I I feel like I aged 7 years in that moment, <laughs> yet I got younger. <laughs> Does that make sense? It does. It makes absolute okay. sense. Good, because it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> uh, so we have the search committee. And Gabe, Toby, and Jim are on the search committee. Three great characters. Yes. I, I love Toby. Toby Flinderson's one of my favorite characters. Uh, especially in these final two seasons which we'll get to that but we have a lot of guest stars in this episode some of our or all of our guest stars will arnett warren buffett jim carrey ray romano and we meet james spader as robert california also this uh the c the episode search committee is written by paul lieberstein who plays toby flinderson oh yeah. Nice. I didn't I know didn't that know until that I just saw it. <laughs> so they end up going with Robert California, who becomes a very important character. Yes. And tell me your feelings about Robert California, Mackay. Being that I watched the off started watching The Office at a younger age, this was my official introduction to James Spader. I'd never Same. seen it I'd never seen him in anything before. Yeah, and, I hadn't seen Blacklist or anything. And I I liked him. I, I think someone entering this world that had absolutely nothing in common with anyone else that we'd seen in it. No one, we'd never seen anyone be this dark, this sexual, this just serious before. And it it throws... It throws the characters off their game, but it also kind of throws the actors off their game in a good way. You're watching mm -hmm. Ed Helms especially interact with James Spader, and he has to change his tactics a little bit. He has to change his jokes. He has to change his reactions, and it's so fun yeah. to watch. I love yeah. watching Robert California interact with all of the employees of this branch. Here's the thing. I hate Robert California. <laughs> I hate him as a person and as a character. However, James Spader does a terrific job playing Robert California. Yes. I just, 
I don't like the character at all. Also, James Spader plays the same character in everything he's in. Except uh, Stargate. Stargate, he was true. the opposite. That's true. But yes, for the most but part. But other than that, in every in most everything he's in, he plays the same character. The smart aleck, know-it-all, uh, dark, humorist. It's, it, and it kind of gets old. But, you know, like you, this is the first time I had seen James Spader. So the first time I watched it, I didn't mind him. But then after watching a few episodes of Blacklist and then going back and watching it, I'm like, oh, well, it's the same character, you know. So I'm not a huge fan of Robert California, but I understand the significance and the importance of him. So, yeah. So Search Committee is the last episode of season seven. So then we go to season eight, and this is really the beginning of the new office yes they somehow made every character more prominent yeah which i guess is going to happen when you uh when you get rid of one of the biggest characters ever because they gave them a lot more depth to make up for the absence of one of the greatest tv characters ever in my opinion so then we find out we have a new manager and who is that manager, Mackay? It's Andy Bernard. The Nard Dog. The Nard what a guy. Dog. Andy Bernard, besides Michael Scott, is my favorite character in the show. Really? Uh, yeah, I love Andy Bernard. I have a soft spot for him because I relate to him. Because I break out into song occasionally <laughs> and it annoys everyone who's around me. As we will talk about... They did something to his character that a lot of people do not like. And we'll get to that. Yes. And he actually became one of the most disliked characters in the history of the show. I'm excited to get there because I'm excited to hear what you think about that. Okay. We will get there eventually. (laughs) So, Andy's the new manager. He doesn't really know what he's doing. But he's enthusiastic and he's doing the best he can. The best part about Michael Scott is just when you were tired of seeing him even being in charge of things, he would take charge and just win the day. He would nail the big sale or he would Absolutely. save Jan's job or he would do he would pull through in the last hour. And that's what made him fun because <clears throat> as offensive or mean or rude as he could be, he was great at his job in the weirdest way possible. And so I think it was very important for us to see that Andy Bernard could do this job. Season eight, episode one, the list at the end, you see Andy walking in as a newly instated regional manager, walking up to the new CEO and telling him off saying that he has no right to judge employees based on a list and, and just based off of first meeting them. In episode two, the incentive is the main plot point is him agreeing to tattoo his butt so that the employees will sail better and he follows through on it. And in episode three, which is my favorite Andy moment, you have Andy... Daryl is depressed because he didn't get the job and that his friends won the lottery um, without him. And Daryl just goes into this weird depressive and Andy just kind of smacks him awake and talks sense to into him gets him motivated back up again and i think i love andy in these first few episodes of season eight because you look at him and you're like i would want i would want someone like that 
uh, in charge of my company. Oh, absolutely. I think he's the boss that everyone would want. There's a few things that I want to touch on in episode one, such as new relationships that are being formed, namely Pam and Angela. Pam and Angela haven't... They did have kind of a relationship when Pam found out about Angela and Dwight in the earlier seasons, like season two or season three or whatever. Um, But now they're kind of friends-ish, but Angela's still so condescending and patronizing (laughs) to Pam. And Pam hates it, but she wants a walking buddy, you know, and Angela's real skinny while she's pregnant and Pam isn't... uh, (laughs) And Jenna Fisher was actually pregnant during season eight. Yes. And they just wrote it into the script, which is cool. Also, Stanley in these later seasons is incredible. (laughs) I love Stanley in these later seasons, especially in this episode when he has his catchphrase, shove it up your butt. Shove it up your butt. (laughs) I love, okay, my favorite part of shove it up your butt is how much jim loves it every time he says Absolutely. it it cracks jim up and i love it <laughs> like when who are they trying to lift off of a desk i think it's kevin kevin i thought it was a female anyway so they're trying to lift kevin off the desk and stanley goes if you Bend your knees, lift with your hips, and shove it up your butt. And Jim <laughs> drops Kevin. He drops him. <laughs> so I love it so much. Um, I also have in here that Andy's a good boss, which we already touched on. He does have his moments. And then we have our episode called The Incentive. And this cold open... Is one of my favorite cold opens. It's Kevin doing his why say lot word when few word do trick. Which became in in a show with like, so many catchphrases, it became like a mantra of Visco girls oh, who like the who like to watch the office. Which is so Why sig- waste time say lot word when few word do trick? In fact, yeah. I believe r slash dunder mifflin which is the official subreddit for office fandom in their main mm-hmm. description they it says why use many sub when few sub do trick that's genius yeah how did they think of this that? is an important moment in uh, the office <laughs> this is my dad's favorite moment in the history of the show his favorite part is when they're sitting in the office and Andy goes, I appreciate what you're trying to do here, Kevin. And Kevin says, thank. <laughs> that happens. Great cold open. Daryl takes a huge leap as a character yes. in these final two seasons. I don't remember at what point I wrote this down, but something happened. What did he do? Oh, it's when he's talking about his ex-wife and how they are like kind of back together. (laughs) And he is in his office and says, I can't say what happened. So so I'll I'll sing sing it. it. (laughs) (laughs) We took a shower. We were naked. We scabbity boop, 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 boop. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, he's great. I love Daryl. That's what I think characters. if I had to just say, because I know a lot of people and maybe some people um, listening, I know a lot of people stop watching after Michael leaves. They, they give it a couple episodes and then they give up. I'd say my mm-hmm. biggest argument to not do that would be with Michael gone, these other characters get fleshed out so much. And it's great. Every exactly, I, there is no character <laughs> with potential that leaves you dissatisfied by the end of this show. I absolutely I would argue. If I could say one thing to the seven million plus listeners, I would say stick with this show because of Daryl. That's my that's my thing. Because Daryl is i i can't explain it but anyway so the next episode is lotto i i would love to hear what you think of this episode i think it's a great character episode i'm it's okay it's definitely not one of the funnier episodes i mean there's some awesome moments of jim dwight kevin and aaron working in the warehouse is is such a great just out of character moment for them. But I think just more than anything, if you're a big fan of this show, I love watching Daryl struggle. Daryl struggle through a crisis. That's very legitimate. And again, I love Andy stepping up to the plate and being a good leader and friend to Daryl and helping him through it. And it's a great parallel because in the first seven seasons, whenever Michael was down, Daryl was there to cheer him up. Yeah, you that's know, so true. Like when they when they're taking Holly uh, to her new place, and he's teaching Michael to sing the blues. <laughs> so my whole thing with this episode, I've seen this episode two times because I always skip it. Uh, I watched this episode with my friend Coral, uh, and my sister, and. It was the first episode my sister had seen at the office. And it was a terrible first episode yeah, it's not for a her great to see. First episode. Uh, like I said, it's it's definitely just like it's a deep cut. It's it's like a B side of the office. Yeah. It's um I'm trying to think of a Beatles song to compare it to. Maxwell Silverhammer. If yes, I was gonna say Revolution Nine. Oh. But <laughs> No, season no, nine comedic- is Revolution Nine. <laughs> absolutely (laughs) um i think comedically this episode is the worst episode comedically yeah um it's a good episode it's not great but when you're talking uh solely from a comedic standpoint it's not one of the episodes you want to watch yeah agreed so then we have an episode called garden party which i love which is one of my one of my top I've never been able to pick a favorite episode, so I always just say they're in my like my top list, and this is definitely on there. Mm-hmm. Garden Party is so weird and so different from the rest of the show because, first of all, it hardly takes place in the office at all. It's so sad, Andy vying for his father's attention. <laughs> you know, it's so sad. Also, Josh Groban. I love Josh Junior. Groban. I love Josh Groban. I was so happy to see him. Also. 
when when Jim writes a whole book. This is for one Dwight. of this is one of my favorite Jim pranks. Oh, uh, absolutely! I think just every and the way it's shot with with Jim reading the books in his talking heads back in the office, and then us seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, I still every once in a while when I have a lot of people around and now and I'll go and now the Last Supper, and r- bring my arms <laughs> up. Like, <laughs> I think that's one of the funniest for, for things you in the seven, episode. For you seven million people watching, we both just did the Last Supper supper pose at the same time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> feels weird talking to seven million people. I know, it's 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 so lonely at the top. They never tell you that about fame. Yeah. Exactly. I sometimes I just want a normal life, Makai. <laughs> My favorite part of this episode is when Jim walks in and Dwight goes, Master James Halpert. <laughs> and Jim goes back and comes back in and he goes, Master J- Mas- Master J- Master James Halpert. Also, Moe's is so funny in this episode, <laughs> driving the car at full speed into a cornfield. What does he do? He he tries to jump oh. over them, right? On a motor on a motorcycle or something? Yes, he does. <laughs> I forgot about that. Also, they did a great job of showing Daryl's intelligence without overdoing it. Yeah. You know, especially in him and Oscar's argument about Citizen Kane. <laughs> yes. At the end of that I episode. I about that. I love that. That's one of my favorite parts of the series. Then we have an episode called Spooked. And I don't really have anything to say about this episode it's kind of a dead episode in my mind do you have anything to say about it i mean it's it's a halloween episode there's one every season the half Mm -hmm. the fun is seeing what they're dressed up as this is my least favorite robert california moment because you have you have this thing where he's walking around asking everyone what their greatest fears are um and then he has a talking head where he's like what am i doing like he straight up doesn't know and then he tells that ghost story but i don't i don't know i feel like (laughs) when he asks that what am i doing i i feel like that's just a question the writers that's how it played out in the writer's room was they came up with the idea of him walking around asking for people's greatest fears and then they were just like why what why is he doing this and then they were like yeah uh have him ask that because we don't know that that's yeah. the feeling i get from this episode <laughs> i love it i it's think so it's good. so funny um but yeah after spooked we have an episode called doomsday and this is the episode where we really get to see dwight's vulnerability yeah. because he is so down that he decides to make this doomsday thing that what does it do so Robert California comes to Andy asking him to end mistakes. So Dwight offers to create this device and it's it's a motivation program is what he calls it. But what it does is after five mistakes are made, the the device he's made sends all of their emails they've written about Robert California, like trash talking him to him at at four that day and so they have to they have to not make any mistakes basically and so they all have to work harder than they've normally worked but they end up working hard just to try and shut down the machine which dwight is refusing to give them gotcha all right yeah i knew it was something like that 
Uh, but basically, they send a bunch of people over to his house to kind of butter him up and get him to stop the doomsday device. And, you know, they're successful. He does it in the end. But you get to see how, like, low of a point he's at, you know? And it's sad because we love Dwight, you know? Yeah. And he wants to be manager so bad, but he's just not equipped to be manager. And, of course, Andy, this guy that first stole his love, you know, stole Angela from him, now has stolen his job. So he's just, I don't know, he just doesn't really have a will to live right now. Uh, It's sad. Yeah. So then... Number seven, which I really like this episode, Pam's replacement. Um, Me too. Yeah, and it's we meet Kathy, and we see. Yeah. Boo. Do we also meet Val? Is this where we meet Val? No, I we th- we'd met it's her either before. Doomsday or this. It, it is this season. I think it's Doomsday. Yeah, because. It's where the new warehouse staff gets in. Okay, because I had something to say about Val. Oh, yeah, what's up? Um, Val, she or she is the, the cause of one of my favorite moments in the show. It's when Gabe goes to Toby and says he wants to fill out one of those relationship forms. <laughs> and Toby says, you're in a relationship? And he's like, yeah, with Val from the warehouse. He goes, really? What's her last name? And he goes... Uh, she doesn't need to know. No, I don't need to know her last name because she'll be screaming it tonight. And Toby goes, she'll be screaming her own last name. (laughs) I love love that moment so much. I I love moments where Toby becomes the straight man and is not just getting harassed by Michael or or someone else. I love when he gets put in scenarios where he's just like, what? (laughs) It's like all of these people are idiots. <laughs> um, also, there's one moment. I don't know if it's after Michael leaves or while Michael's. I think it's after Michael leaves. But Aaron or someone is talking about, can't we just call HR? And he goes, HR can't do anything. <laughs> so we meet yeah. Kathy, who I think is my least favorite character in the office, but not in a badly written way, yeah. in a I'm supposed to not like her way. Um, yeah, she's terrible. Yeah. And... I mean, she tries to break up the most iconic character, the most iconic couple in the history of television. Yeah, I don't know why I reacted yeah. weirdly so. to that. I don't. I didn't disagree with that. I was just. But uh, what I like <laughs> is that this is the first time, I think, that we see any kind of weak point in Jim and Pam's relationship. And mm-hmm. realistically, and it the, leads to some stuff. Yeah, yeah. It realistically, we would have it would have existed before, but I, this is the first time we on the show get to see it, which mm-hmm. which is great because the show really has been about tracking their relationship. And after they got yeah. married, and they had we watched them get married, and then we were excited to see them have kids, and now they're on the second kid, which you know it tends to not be as exciting on television. Um, yeah, as you well know, having three kids yourself. Right, of course. <laughs> what are their names million, again? Seven million views, and Andrea, Catalina, and Barry don't think any less of me. <laughs> Catalina, is she is she in any way connected to the wine mixer? Uh, yeah, that's her mother. 
Oh, okay. I got you. The wine mixer. All right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. so we hate Kathy. Also, wait, in in episode seven, at the end, we find out Jim has high blood pressure. Oh, no. But we never talk <laughs> about it again. At least we know why Jim has to be so chill all the time. Yeah, exactly. he will die if he gets angry. That's what it is. Yes, because <laughs> that's how it works. Um, but next episode is Gettysburg. Now, Gettysburg is the second lowest rated episode uh of the entire show really on yeah i love I like this episode <laughs> i think it's hilarious yeah i love how aaron goes along with dwight's shenanigans i love it so much also aaron we haven't really talked about aaron that much aaron's great aaron's one of my favorite characters um i like aaron this whole thing about the battle of shroot farms and dwight's like arguing with with Oscar about it, and he's like, "Was it the most northern, the northernmost battle of the Civil War? No, not by a long shot." And Aaron's on the side, just going, "No, no, it's not." <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh. So a bunch of those people go to Gettysburg. Uh, Gabe is great as Abraham Lincoln. I mean, this is this is my favorite Gabe moment. It's yeah, just the it's end a great of the show. moment. Yeah. I need you like I need a hole in the head. Mm-hmm. Oh. Just the and blind he loves ex- it. He loves the attention. The blind acceptance of him. There is not just, there is next to no confliction in his head about jumping in and just playing Lincoln for this show he's never seen or heard of before. I you might know me from the penny. Uh, <laughs> he's great. Also, uh some of the lesser essential less essential uh workers stay back with robert california robert california wants a great idea and kevin gets up and talks about vending machines and robert california thinks he's a genius he thinks kevin's a genius and and i love it's great more than anyone it pisses ryan off and we get a good ryan absolutely who i do not like ryan also this episode is uh is the source of one of my favorite lines ever said in the show is by Ryan to Robert California. He says, Robert, you got your black sheep and you got your white sheep and me. I'm not even a sheep. I'm on the fricking moon. (laughs) Which is such a Ryan thing to say (laughs) is, Hey, he looks around like he did something like, yeah, (laughs) like that was, I did that. One of my favorite lines is also in this show. Daryl, they're on the bus and Daryl is talking about how he has limitless on his iPad. And Phyllis's reply is, Oh, isn't that the one where the guy becomes limitless? <laughs> I say that all the time. Every time limitless isn't comes up in conversation. Isn't that the one where the guy becomes limitless? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, there's Mrs. California, which is, Oh yeah. Which is a little, a little boring. Yeah, that's. I think that's why I skipped it. Yeah, and then Christmas um, wishes, which is pl- character another character episode that's ne- not necessarily as funny. Uh, next episode is called Trivia. Great episode. Really good episode. I love this episode. Um, I don't really have a lot of details to talk about, uh, except for the fact that Kevin's team wins. The Just Have Fun team. Yeah. Then pool party. 
which is where we see another moment with Dwight and Aaron, which their relationship is great. They're dynamite together. I love their relationship and their chemistry uh, in this show. Yeah, I love... Um, you have Aaron, who will pretty much just go along with anything because her both her perception of reality are distorted, and she's just always looking for acceptance. And then Dwight, who has absolutely no perception of reality and is just an alpha dog all the way and will lead Aaron into whatever whatever he wants to. Exactly. Uh, also, we have Gabe and Ryan fighting for the attention of Robert California. <laughs> the episode after that is called Jury, Jury Duty. Duty. Jury Duty is the first episode where I start to dislike Jim and Pam. Yeah. Because up until now, Jim and Pam have been great characters. They've been like the the cool kids of the office. But now they're lying about Jim having jury duty. And they're trying to throw a pity party for themselves. But which, of course, she just had a baby. You know, it's it's tough. And at the end, of course, everyone's like, fine, we forgive you and all that stuff. But I, I don't know. I just feel like they were kind of the bad guys in this episode. What do you think? Yeah, um it's definitely weird when they when they lie, but I think it's interesting to just see that they are becoming parents. They're growing up. They can't be the silly pranksters and quirky fun cool ones of the office anymore because they are they they have to be responsible adults and they're getting tired by adult problems and familial problems. And I think I think it is important to see them go through this now entertainment wise it might not be the best one to watch but it's fun and i think it they don't bother me here i think there's other moments where they bother me more than here yeah i agree and then and then yeah we with special project we start i think my favorite part of post michael office which is the florida the florida arc the florida plot point is so off from the rest of the show, but I love it. Yeah. I think it's great. We You mentioned earlier, like, um, with Garden Party, how it was so fun and different because it was a, away from the office. And for mm-hmm. them, for us to have that extended time away from the office is fun. Yeah. Now, this episode, I think it's this episode. It's one of the three episodes that this is in the middle of. This is where I want to talk about a character that wasn't important at all in the show that I kind of disregarded uh, and then became one of my favorite minor characters, and that's Nate. Nate. I knew you were going to say it. I love love Nate Nate. so much. He started as kind of Dwight's assistant, I guess, and now he works in the warehouse. And this whole thing about Daryl getting this knit cap or no, these gloves. He gets these gloves for Val, but then he ends up giving them to Nate because he's embarrassed. And <laughs> Nate is like, oh my gosh, Daryl, this is incredible. I will never take these off. I love them so much. I love Nate. He's incredible. Uh, anyway, the whole Florida plot is gimmicky, but it's it's executed so well that I don't even care. You know? This is where we need, meet uh, Nellie Bertram, who I'm torn on. What do you think of Nellie? Okay, at first, Nellie in, or the search committee, 
is hilarious. Her her little her little show up where where she's like oh, Suki Suki. I think that's hilarious. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. We have met her. We've met her already. Yeah. But this is where we're, she's really introduced. And you know? she was brought back by popular demand. I think she's funny. Her whole opening speech when they first go to the conference at Sabre in Florida had me laughing legitimately. Her her telling Ryan to just make sexist comments and then getting up and refuting them immediately without letting him know what was happening <laughs> is great. Um <laughs> I think she's I think she's great. She definitely gets annoying when and I, I'm I'm getting ahead of us a little bit, but when she comes back to Scranton and she takes over, she's definitely annoying there, but she's supposed to be. Um and then yeah. she's fun and lovable by the end of the show. So I, I I know she's disliked by a lot of people. I I enjoy her. She's definitely not my favorite, but I really enjoy her and the the different versions of her we get to see throughout the show. Yeah, I have no problem with her. I just She's kind of in the middle of the road for me. Yeah. I, I I don't care one way or the other about her. Also, I think just mad respect to her for being able to come on to the at the end of this massive journey of a TV show and hold her own with the character, with the cast. Oh, absolutely. Because, yeah. I mean, as we see in season nine, there are people who enter the show that cannot hold their own with the rest of the cast, in my opinion. And it it makes a difference because it is it is hard at the to walk into a family and of professionals at the end of their show and act like you belong with them oh absolutely dwight is back to his subordinate self uh he's kind of he kind of reminds me of early dwight uh the way that he kind of has this pride about him but also he is subordinate to authority there is a scene in one of these episodes where Val's boyfriend comes in. <laughs> Brandon. And yeah, and we talk about Kelly has this monologue or this explanation of dot dot dots. That's one of my favorite sequences in the entire show. <laughs> She's great. Uh dot is just a period. Dot dot is a typo. Dot 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 means to be continued. Dot 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 is another typo. Dot 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 dot. Oh my gosh, Daryl. That's like <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. I love it so much. That's awesome. Um But I was originally okay, so the whole thing with Andy going back to Aaron, I was originally happy. Yeah. That they were finally gonna be together again. And then that changed. <laughs> Uh, the whole thing about him still being with his girlfriend. Um, yeah, it's it's just kind of. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the whole I just, thing of, be... like, and I think it's episode twenty. Like, okay, episode nineteen. Andy, Andy just goes down to Florida, says he's gonna get Aaron, and like that's so cool. I love it. It's awesome. Andy's gonna get the girl he loves. Um, but episode twenty, welcome party. Um you get this whole thing with he still has to break up with Jessica. Mm -hmm. He was gonna just let her think, Hey, I'm gay. And that was why it's not going to work. He was totally cool with letting that happen. And it was only Aaron who really thought that that shouldn't happen. And we get this scene at the end where he goes back in the middle of their party, um, tells her I'm not gay. I'm in love with Aaron. And then you see the shot of them kissing very passionately in the car while the bridesmaids, ooh, all of those bridesmaids are awesome. I think they're hilarious. Yeah, um, they're great. 
you see this shot of them throwing things at the car and you're supposed it feels like you're supposed to be really happy like oh true love won out but all i'm thinking is wow what a jerk move like yeah that exactly. was not handled he just, properly at all so yeah andy coming back is great I love the whole dynamic of Nelly stealing his job and Andy, <laughs> like, who is the manager and he has to steal his job back and then he gets fired? <laughs> I just, I love that. I love that moment. Uh, and then Andy's sad and we have the whole fundraiser episode and Angela has her baby. And from the moment Dwight sees him, Dwight is knows it's his son. Yeah, absolutely. Which and we get into more of that in season nine, which I is awesome. I I, I get so happy. Yeah. I think it's around this point. Florida's over. Andy's losing his job and, and stuff. And I, it's at this point when I'm rewatching that I start to get a little tired. And then mm-hmm. Dwight Dwight gives the line. That boy is a shrewd, and unless someone taught most sex, that boy is mine. <laughs> and I feel he like will lead millions. In in addition to just that being the funniest line in the episode, <laughs> I just get so excited again because I remember everything that's gonna come from this happening. I'm like, okay, yes, that's right. We've still got some really good stuff happening now, and mm-hmm. you know. that's true. So yeah, season nine. Right off the bat, we meet two new characters. Clark and Pete. What do you think of Clark and Pete, Will? I'll tell you one thing. I like one of them, and I don't like the other. Mm. Can you guess? I'm going to say that you do not like Clark and that you like Pete. You're correct. Yeah. I do not like Clark. I think he's a bad person. Yes. What about you? I definitely don't like Clark, but Pete... While he's a good guy, and in character-wise, I like what he fulfills for Aaron. I I don't love him either. Uh, he, oh, really? I don't like his interactions with Jim. He, everyone has one person in their life, usually a co-worker or something, um, that they have no reason to dislike. They just can't mm-hmm. for whatever reason. They can't hold a conversation with them, and you're just always reminded of that every time you see them. And that's Pete and Jim throughout season nine which is such a fun and cool dynamic to portray on screen because it doesn't Mm -hmm. normally get done that's not a relationship that gets shown a lot but for whatever reason i was just i i couldn't get i couldn't get behind pete as a character i liked i liked that he was cool to aaron i liked that he was a nice guy i just he was not my favorite the die hard moment is funny i like the whole die hard thing uh but you know pam has changed yes i think pam's a lot different in season nine than she is in season one through eight she's more fun she looks seven years older yes (laughs) um well she's had a child so (laughs) she's a lot more fun and lively than she has been you know because when we started out the show she was real reserved and quiet and then she got a little more like spunky with jim and then in season eight she's kind of this pregnant lady who is like oh i'm goofy and i'm pam but in season nine season nine is actually the first time that i really liked pam she's really she's really awesome here and i yeah she's a fun mom you know like mm-hmm. she she Absolutely. is just 
not like the the mom who's trying to be cool like she is the mom that like you i mean i always think of my mom i know you're listening mom yeah um but, um just like the mom that everyone's like yeah she's like actually a fun person also my mom is cool too because she's listening too so yeah i just thought i'd say that uh <laughs> she's one of the seven million um you can tell in this season that the characters the, the actors are just having so much fun yeah you know they know it they know and, it's about to end and they they want to yeah and they're just moment. making the most of it yeah yeah um, this is the beginning of the big moment that you see that big tift in Jim and Pam's marriage, you know? Yes. Uh, and it's sad because it's Jim and Pam, you know? But uh, I, I love it. I love this plot yeah. line. I think it is a redeeming. It's real. It's a redeeming factor of season nine because season nine is my least favorite season. But a redeeming factor mm-hmm. is watching them go through a very realistic struggle, and I love it. Well, I I see on Reddit a lot people saying Jim and Pam were not a good couple. Jim uh, got mad at Pam for this thing. Oh, so you mean that they were a real couple? Yeah, so they got in a fight. So they're not a good couple. Yeah, it's like okay, it happens. You know, yeah. Couples fight. Exactly. I know from experience. Uh, <laughs> but you know, you know, my seven years being married. Uh, yeah. And you know, with your three kids. Right. Exactly. I can't remember that. One of them's Catalina. Catalina, Barry, and Pam. It's I, okay. She's not listening. Yeah. It's okay. Um, but also in this season, we see one of the best cold opens. And I think one of the last great cold opens and it's asian jim <laughs> asian jim is played by, by randall uh, park the great Rand- <laughs> randall park uh who was really not much yet but you know and he he does a really good job he auditioned to be jim originally that's right yeah he did my favorite cold open is yeah. uh tiny wheel tiny wheel <laughs> That makes me laugh every time they bring it out. Wait. Oh, the... It's the beginning of Roy's the wedding. wheel? Yeah, with the chore wheel. The chore wheel? <laughs> it should have prizes on it. I don't think you understand how wheels work, Pam. Yeah. <laughs> Creed goes, it wants to spin, Pam. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so Roy's wedding's cool because we see Roy get married and he plays this song for Pam. And also, we find out that Jim, uh, where Pam finds out that Jim is keeping a secret from her. Yes. And we know that it's the job in Philadelphia. Which I love um, the scene where Jim tells Daryl about the job is really yeah. really good acting on john krasinski's part oh yeah it, it's very personal yeah. it's real it's raw i love it and it's the first um, time because you definitely he never says it explicitly but you definitely just get this feel that he is getting frustrated with his wife and he, he's mm-hmm. he's subconsciously frustrated that he knows it's pam that may or may not keep him from doing this and that's why he hasn't told yeah, her. Yeah, and and of course he turns to Daryl. Daryl's his. I mean, I think it's safe to say Daryl's his best his friend. His best friend for sure. You know, yeah. Uh, so then we have an episode called Andy's Ancestry. <laughs> this this um, episode, 
when Oscar starts bringing up the fact that Andy's family probably owns slaves. And immediately after he brings that up, Andy walks and he's like, come on, everyone, back to work. (laughs) Um, There is a thing Daryl does that is one of my favorite things in the show. It's this soundbite thing that he does. He's like, I'm just going to get some of these soundbites out uh, (laughs) while I can. Damn. That person has gotten his or him or her into the quite the predicament. <laughs> and then they bring it back later. <laughs> they actually use it. It's great. I love it. Which is so fun uh, of yeah. the doc team mm-hmm. that's been working with them for yeah. nine years now to actually go along with what they've said. Absolutely. But work bus. What do you have to say about work bus? I love work bus. It's one of my favorites. I just I think it's yeah I love work bus. It's a it's a fun it's a good character moment for Dwight and Jim. Um, mm-hmm. You see some more vulnerability between Jim and Pam. Um, it, it's great build up to their inevitable fight, um, and it's but it also has some really great lines. Which first of all, um, what is it? Is it uh, Moe's pies tires fixed also, or it's I I don't remember the yes, name. It, it's <laughs> yeah. something uh, tires fixed also. <laughs> And then also, also Kevin, yeah, Kevin being able to do I, math, uh, the Kevin with the math, and um, Jim leading the leading the bus and going, what do we want? Pie. When do we want it? Pie. When do we want it? Pie. <laughs> it's also when they do roll call. Yes. My name is Kevin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's my name. Yeah. yeah. They call me Kevin. Yeah. Because yeah, that's my name. Uh, roll, roll call. <laughs> um, and then Phyllis. I don't know. This might be a deleted scene. But my name is Phyllis. Yeah. And I I like to, to knit. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> that is a deleted scene. I've never seen that. That's awesome. Uh, I love it. You'll have to look it up. But... Um, this episode really turns Andy into a villain. Yeah. The whole yeah, thing sure. about him not wanting and to it, sign makes, or write a recommendation letter. I think it's the official mm-hmm. switch from Nellie as annoying and Andy as the good guy. Yeah. Then we have an episode called Here Comes Treble. It's a Halloween episode. The last Halloween episode ever. Uh, there's a great moment between Dwight and Aaron in this episode. When Dwight is on the couch and he has a box of nerds and he's eating them and he goes, hey, I'm eating. Hey, Jim, I'm eating you. And he's like, okay. And then he turns to Aaron and goes, hey, Aaron, I'm eating Jim's. And Aaron goes, ah, ah, I'm going to pee. I'm, I'm going to pee. <laughs> also, it's okay, so I, love, I love the cold opening for this episode, which is where Dwight gets his head stuck in the pumpkin. Um, oh yeah the whole dialogue is just Dwight's talking head and then you're seeing one off mm-hmm. shots of what's happening and my favorite shot is Dwight sitting at the break room and Jim picking up a steak knife and just rearing back as if he's about to drive it through his head and <laughs> Dwight flipping out <laughs> it's, it's I love so it. good Andy kind of has a little midlife crisis and because Stephen Colbert mm-hmm. is broccoli Rob uh, makes him feel jealous yeah. about so he calls his family up to say, hey, let's make a donation to Cornell. And then he finds out mm-hmm. that his parents are broke. Yep. Then we have an episode called The Boat. Yeah, The Boat. They flesh that out a little more. Andy's family fell apart, which is awesome gratification. And I think this is the last time I love watching something for Andy. Because mm-hmm. um, Andy's the only one in his family that 
keeps a level head through yeah. all of this. Especially after yeah. Garden Party back in the last season when he was so frustrated and trying to make them happy. And then at the end, he tried to have a heartfelt moment and his dad was just a terrible person. And then we mm-hmm. see that his dad couldn't be man enough to even stay with the family through the time of struggles and ran off with another woman and that his brother fell apart and that we see he's all of a sudden become the man of the family. And I like watch. I love that for him. I think it's a great way yeah. that he's had to deal with so much his whole life with his family. And finally, he's getting that gratification. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so this is also around the time that we find out Oscar is having an affair with Angela's husband, Senator Lipton. I'm not a big fan of this storyline. What do you think? Um, I think there are redeeming points of it. I think as a whole, it's not my favorite. Um, but I think there's redeeming points like Oscar flipping out. Mm-hmm. The senator walks in the door. Um, Kevin keeping the secret. Um, <laughs> there, there's some really good moments of that yeah, storyline, I think. Mm-hmm. And it, and it yeah. leads to it. It's a good way to lead into what those characters resolutions are at the end of the show. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think and, as a whole, but it also, it also leads to a good old fashioned kneecapping. Um, I know what that is, but in case there's 7 million viewers, don't, why don't you explain it for them? Oh yeah. The 7 million viewers. Um, yeah. Sorry guys, all of you and girls, our demographic is split, uh, gender wise. Um, but, uh, basically Angela gets Dwight to get his friend to, uh, take out Oscar's kneecaps. Oh, okay. You said kneecapping. Okay, I thought you said neat capping, and I thought that was like a story term, like a plot term, and I didn't know what it meant. So, and you were just pretending like you knew exactly what I was talking about. Oh my gosh, that's okay, great! Yeah, I, I know what that. the kneecap. We know what the kneecapping. So, is. a good old fashioned kneecapping. So yeah, um, Andy's gone, and Jim has gotten permission from Pam to do this job in Philly and split his time between Philly and Scranton. Uh, This is one of my favorite episodes in the history of the show. Dwight Christmas. I love Dwight Christmas. Belschnickel is incredible. Uh, Dwight shows how much he cares and wants Jim's approval, you know, and just is considers Jim a friend you know because they've known each other forever like their entire adult lives almost and Dwight comes in as Belschnickel one of my favorite moments is when uh they're talking about what kind of Christmas party to have and Dwight goes why don't we have an old good old-fashioned Pennsylvania Dutch Christmas and Jim goes yes that that (laughs) uh we have this moment that I think is hilarious Dwight First of all, he's talking about, we're about to play Impish or Admirable. And he's it's basically just naughty or nice. So Jim goes, so you made a list. He's like, yes. And you checked it how many times? Uh, more than once. Yeah, more than once. And uh, you're going to find out who's Impish or Admirable. Dang it. Uh, <laughs> but there's also a, uh, a plot line in this episode where Daryl has been promised a job at Athlete. Uh, but Jim hasn't mentioned it since, and Daryl thinks he's being neglected. You know, 
uh, and he's mad and he's getting drunk and he's really funny in this episode. <laughs> I was uh, gonna say because it end that plot line ends with him um, approaching Jim. Jim reminds him <laughs> that he has not been neglected. And he does a little spin, he does the spin and then just passes out. <laughs> Which is the best physical comedy we see Craig Robinson do in this show. And then it's capped off with Rain Wilson as Dwight turning to the camera and going, very impish. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that happens. Uh, Dwight is sad that Jim left. Jim comes back, says he's going to go back the next day, and him and uh, Dwight are good again. Then we have an episode lice which this is also one of my top episodes it is it's a it's a really good episode however this episode is the first time the office jumps the shark in my opinion what they do is jim has an interview or, or a meeting with nba legend julius irving <laughs> and there's a scene with him and julius irving playing basketball which i'm a huge sports fan but it's just, I don't know, it just takes away from the homely vibe of The Office, I think. What do you think? It, it, yeah, and I think it's, it's interesting you say that because Steve Carell shot down an idea around season six of The Office. And the idea was to bring Carol Burnett on as his mother who was going to be living with him for a season. And that oh, wow. idea was brought up by the writers and Steve Carell actually shot it down. And the, like I, when I say it was an idea, Carol Burnett was ready to sign a contract and it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And Steve Carell actually said, I think that'll take away the fact that this is a documentary about a small little paper company and have yeah. it, having that big of a celebrity come on and just be my mom. Um mm-hmm. And so I think it's interesting. I literally just read that he had said that. And now you saying that, that is interesting. Yeah. That with Steve Carell gone, they ended up going with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy this episode, actually. Um, yeah. But I do agree with what you're saying. It definitely, it definitely is a step in a different direction and not in as fun of a way as we've seen before. Um, but Dwight counting down from 10 and... <laughs> getting to purple before he passes out is is one of my favorite Dwight moments. That's great. Um, What's your opinion on the episode suit warehouse? Um, 11 suit warehouse. It's funny for sure. Yeah. Nothing special about it. It's not an important episode. I don't think it's definitely funny. Next episode is customer loyalty. This is a big episode. This is a great episode. It is. It has a great moment that a lot of people don't like. Um, it, but before we talk about that, um, there's yeah. some really good funny moments in this episode. There are some hilarious mm-hmm. things that happen in this. Dwight taking Daryl out in the truck and saying, yeah. I'm to d- deliver you a little bit of fun. And then tonight by fun <laughs> starts playing. <laughs> and then the whole fire in the hole, uh, mm-hmm. milkshake versus old dork, which yep. actually did hit, I think, 600,000 views on YouTube when they put it up for real. Oh wow. Yeah. It's not it's nothing compared to our 7 million. That's true. Yeah. NBC wishes they, got a lot they of had catching our success. Up yeah. So, customer loyalty, there's I'm sure if you know the office like uh like we do, you know what moment we're about to talk about. It is the fight 
that Jim and Pam have when Jim asks Pam to record CeCe's dance recital and she accidentally doesn't. And he gets upset with her, hangs up the phone, and she starts crying. And we meet Brian the sound guy. What do you think about this moment? Um so I I love watching them fight. I mean, it's so sad and it bra- it broke my heart the first time I watched it. This was mm-hmm. okay, this was the only season of The Office that I got to watch in real time, like as it aired. Yeah, same. Everything everything I'm else not, I watched same way. I watched on Netflix everything else, but this one I got to watch in real time and it broke yep. my heart, but I'm so glad that they had they had the guts to throw this in there because it was so a lot good. of people a lot of people hate this a lot of people hate it and uh, you know i understand i i totally understand the mm-hmm. tv is an escape from reality approach to things i totally get that makes sense i but i love seeing them vulnerable and it just yeah. it put me on the edge of my seat it was a great way to end the episode and i loved seeing mm-hmm. the docu crew that was such a cool like oh yeah that had never happened before and it it came at a time where you were kind of just forgetting that because this it at was this, a documentary yeah yeah at this point that had become a popular style of shooting you know parks and rec was already out and parks and rec never acknowledged their docu crew um whereas the yep. office in the beginning seasons um would do it a lot like there was that whole dwight and angela moment where the cameraman was motioning and like they'd always have to worry yeah. about their mics and i think they had just kind of weaned off of doing that and then brian comes in and you see the camera people and it added just a whole nother element of, oh, yeah, that's right. These are real people. And I loved it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I love that. Uh, we have an episode called Junior Salesman. This is a good episode. Um, this is where Dwight has to bring in all of his friends to hire a new part-time salesman to, that's to take over right. for Jim whenever he's gone. And you see yeah. all of his friends... Mm-hmm. You see all of these uh, guest star. It was a great way because I know a lot of last seasons like to do this. It was a great way to bring in a lot of the guest stars that had been on the show previously one last time. I love Rolf. Uh, Dwight's <laughs> friend Rolf is is great. Uh, he's one of my favorite minor characters along with Nate. Uh, <laughs> Ro- Ro- I, oh, I, like, I love Rolf. Oh, like Roll Dahl. Go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's a good episode. Vandalism. Big episode. This is, this is a good uh, one. Big too. moment. Yeah. Uh, when that guy's drawing butts on the, which they had to kind of tame it down for TV because no one would. If you're gonna vandalize something, you're not gonna draw butts. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a stupid thing to vandalize with. Like we know what he's really gonna vandalize with. Yeah. But um, then Brian comes to the rescue again, as this guy's trying to like attack pam i think that what uh, like a warehouse guy what a terrible aggressive person like oh absolutely talk about just terrible person it's like daryl is not good at hiring warehouse staff oh absolutely not (laughs) he just hires the worst people he's hiring these people uh because he doesn't want them to have the balls or the smarts to go out and win the lottery again wow yeah yeah never ever <laughs> has that occurred to me but no me neither until like brilliant. five seconds ago <laughs> that's brilliant <laughs> yeah i have my moments um 
We have an episode called Couples Discount. Andy returns. Uh, Aaron's not happy with him. Let's um. Uh, let's be honest though. Does Andy ever really? Does Andy ever really return? My no, answer not is at all. no. No. Uh, until the finale, I think. Yeah. I think he returns in the finale. But, yeah, he's just not the same person. Um, Jim and Pam, Valentine's Day. That's fun. <laughs> Again, do another uh, fight. Yeah. Then, and they're in couples counseling. That's great. It's real. We have an episode called Moving On. Andy has been dumped. Aaron's with Pete, which is weird. Yeah. Uh, Angela is helping Dwight take care of his aunt, which is sweet. And Angela's falling in love with Dwight again, which really she wasn't ever not in love with Dwight. Yeah. But it's sweet. We love that. I, I will say about this episode, as much, and I, I it doesn't bother me that much. I wish we'd had a little more than just this episode of Dwight being into Angela and being ready to being ready to propose to her at the end of this episode. Yeah. Would you know, we I can make the argument for myself that that's just Dwight and Angela. They they have oh, had a very unorthodox relationship this whole time. Mm-hmm. Um I just yeah. I wish there had been yeah. a little more. Then I think the rest of the season really is kind of what they were doing was just putting out episodes to keep the fans happy until the show ended. Yes. And none of you them know, are none of them are bad. No, but also none of them are really important. Yes. You know? Uh we have the episode where his aunt dies and he gets the farm. So um, here's an interesting his, here's an interesting thing yeah. about this. Um I love I love this episode. It's one this is yep. one of my favorites of the season. Um I think and it is interesting to note that there was a spin-off show planned for Dwight based on this episode. Yeah. And it was going it was uh just going to be Shroot Farms was going to be the name of the shows. The song that they are playing on the on the stairs um together yeah. when Dwight courts the girl and then it plays at the end is when we arrive by the Decemberists. It was written specifically for this episode and was going to be the theme song for the show. Oh wow! Yeah, I think that's interesting. I, I would have loved to see that that whole show. I don't think I don't think a Dwight spinoff would have worked. It definitely would not have worked. But I would have liked to see it. It would have been interesting to see. Um, then we have uh, the whole episode where we're we're talking about there's they're gonna release the documentary and they're like wait you guys were filming us in all these moments and we have another famous athlete ryan howard which was kind of funny yeah you know because i feel like they needed that's i feel like Ryan's they needed last him name there. yeah and also he plays in philadelphia so it was a given that it was gonna happen uh stairmageddon is a good episode one of my only clark moments that i enjoy is stairmageddon what up what uh moment is that just, just him i think him and dwight together in stairmageddon it hits for me what the other one where they're pretending to be father and son did not hit for me um which gotcha. is clark just kind of sitting there learn trying to learn from dwight in the weirdest way possible 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Next episode is Paper Airplane. This it's not really one. that important. It's a good episode, but yeah. I don't think it really does anything. I to... do. Okay, the only thing I think it it enhances Angela and kind of enhances how pathetic her life has become. That's true. That's that's really true. Like you see this and scene at the and... end with her stealing the toilet paper, and mm-hmm. you just feel so sorry for how pathetic she's become. And it leads to her and Oscar developing a great relationship. Uh, the next episode is called Live in the Dream. Great episode. The last three episodes of this season or of the show are just home runs. Yeah. I think. Uh, Dwight is manager. And he he keeps trying to get David Wallace to announce him as the manager, but David's too busy. So Dwight just gets up on the desk and goes, Dwight Schrute <laughs> is manager. And then Creed, and Creed gets up yeah. there and goes, uh, Creed Bratton is the new manager. <laughs> ah. um, but that's a great episode. AARM is a great episode. Um, and he auditions for the acapella show America's Got Talent kind of thing. Aaron Rodgers is a guest on it. <laughs> um and his viral video Sit Here and Cry is great. I think this is a better episode than Finale. I love Finale. Uh, the way mm-hmm. I like to see it is um people uh people always say what's better, Infinity War or Endgame? And my response is always Endgame was the perfect finale, but Infinity War was the better move was the perfect movie. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's the absolutely. same here finale was the perfect end to the office but aarm was the best the better episode. End episode and because first of all it could have ended after aarm i've when i watched Absolutely. aarm i was like i think that's the end like because obviously i wasn't paying attention but like yeah. in, my first instinct when the screen blacked out and you ha- you hear michael delivering the opening lines of the of the show and they're all sitting there watching i'm like what a good ending um yeah you have Jim and Pam finally resolved. She gets the teapot letter, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, it, it's a great, it's a great episode. It has all the charm of something like Office Olympics from early episode where they're just yeah. goofing around and Jim's messing with Dwight, but they've all just been so far. You have them dancing with Daryl, which is fun. I just think it's, oh, a, that's a I, great I think it's scene. a perfect that episode. Scene. That's a great episode. Yeah. It, it might be with, within the context of the show, the best episode in the history of the show, um, based on what they needed to do in that moment. I yeah. think it might be the greatest, the best episode. Um, the finale is great. Uh, the whole stuff with, uh, Jim being the bestest mensch and Dwight getting married and all this stuff and Meredith's son coming back and it's played by the same character, the same actor. That's great. Uh, of course, Michael coming back. Yeah, I was going to say, can we same. even talk about this episode? Because it has, it has Michael in it. Um, that's true. Yeah. That's true. All right. Thanks for listening, All guys. Right, no, uh, no uh, Michael comes back and he says that's what she said. And he's happy. Everyone's happy. Stanley's happy. Every. Ryan and Kelly, of course, run off together, which I love. <laughs> uh, and they leave Ryan's baby, and Nelly gets her baby. Nelly gets her baby, which is great. Toby gets um, friends. Yeah, <laughs> love the finale. I think The Office is one of the few shows that did the finale right. 
um creed's song is beautiful like i said before it to fans of the office it definitely felt like a life change when michael left. especially if you were watching this in real time which i did not but if you tuned in every thursday night to this for years and then all of a sudden michael left it did feel very different and it was sad and it was depressing like i i I think it's acceptable to have been really sad about this the first yeah. time it happened. And, Absolutely. And it, the show definitely, as we've talked about, had its ups and downs mm-hmm. afterwards. Um, yep. But I think in this final moment where they could have kind of, sh- they could have shoehorned him into the entire episode if they really wanted to. Mm-hmm. But I love how they did it, how they just finished the show so perfectly and they've been through so much together. And then at the end of it, you're seeing Michael come back. Um, I think yeah. it's so good because you're like, wow, they you, it, you're reminded that he was part of their lives and now he's not anymore. They did it without him. And that, that mm-hmm. was impressive. And I, I that, that's what I always feel when I see that. I also love uh, the moment with Pam talking about what Michael said to her. Yeah. And I love that you don't see the conversation that they had. Yeah. And because it reminds you that Michael isn't a part of this show anymore. You know, he's, this show is something beyond Michael Scott. As much as he is so important to this show, the show is not Michael Scott. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, I think that's, our recap that's the office pretty long recap yeah of the office post michael so uh now mckay i have some facts let's get into facts his name is will steven then he's gonna read some facts yeah all right so first fact you already touched on this uh dwight was gonna get his own spinoff but andy was also gonna get his own spinoff really yeah and that fell through. What was um, his spinoff going to be? No idea. No idea whatsoever. But he decided to not go through with it because he wanted to focus on his movie career. Gotcha. And I think it was it was a, a smart choice. Yeah. Next fact. Brian the boom mic operator is named after the show's actual boom mic operator, Brian. I was wondering... I've always yeah. wondered if that was the case. That's cool. I like that's the yeah. kind of stuff I like to hear. Mhm. The third fact. On IMDb, the two highest rated office episodes are both rated 9.8. They are Goodbye Michael and the finale. These are the last mm. two episodes that Steve Carell is in. Wow. Yeah, so those are my facts. Yeah. That's so cool. Now we have a segment called Favorites and Least Favorites. Favorito y manos favorito. So, Makai, what is your favorite episode of The Office Post Michael and also your favorite moment? Oh, okay. Oh, geez. That, that was so much harder. Um,. My favorite moment is Florida. I I yeah. love the Florida episodes. They're so fun. Um, but I'd have to say my favorite 
episode is either AARM or... Oh, Lice. Lice. All right. My favorite moment is any time Dwight and Aaron are together in a scene. Yeah. Those are my favorite moments. My favorite episode is Dwight Christmas. That's a really good episode. Yeah. Makai, what is your least favorite moment and least favorite episode? My least favorite moment. I'm let me scroll through all these. Anytime Clark and Dwight are together. Aren't really anything with Clark. I don't like Clark. Except Stairmageddon. Stairmageddon was good. I li- I liked him in that. All right. I don't really Man, have a your... least favorite episode. You don't have one? No. All right. My least favorite part of The Office is when Andy comes back, per se. Yeah. He physically comes back and is a jerk, you know? Yeah. Um, my least favorite episode is uh, Lotto. That's uh, right. You were like saying you didn't like that one. Yeah. All right. All right. Well... I think that is it for episode two of Silver Linings. Uh, yes. Thanks for tuning in, all seven million of you. All seven to million. To listen to us talk about The Office post Michael Scott. Uh, this was Silver Linings. I'm Will Stevens. And I'm Mackay Kerr. And we will talk to you later. See ya. There we go. Bye.